Next on BYU Sports Nation, we are all witnesses of BYU running back Jamal Williams. How would you sum up what he's done this year? Two former BYU quarterbacks join the show today. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, joins us for his weekly visit. And Max Hall joins us to discuss Jamal Fence. He's going to break down Ty Detmer's dance moves as well. <laughs> also, repping the Y on the worldwide leader. What's that about? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, October 11th, homecoming week. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with homecoming runner-up, Jerem Jordan. Homecoming king, queen, they, they prince. Had a, they had know. a, no, I was never any of those things. They had a Mr. Grizzly in my high school. And a I took, Mr. Grizzly. I took third place. So I was just happy to be involved. Wait, was that like the strongman competition no. of Copper Hills High no, School? But, no. Mr. It, Grizzly. It was who couldn't grow a beard. And I took third place. <laughs> you took third who place? Was a mountain? No, it was like, I don't know what it was. It was a long time ago. Maybe you saw this yesterday on the Worldwide Leader, and we're not talking about Mr. Grizzly. We're talking about repping the Y from Danny Cannell during the daily show uh, that Ryan Rossillo and Danny Cannell host uh, on ESPN. And I thought, some, I, I saw a tweet last night saying, is this photoshopped? No, it's real. Danny Cannell, the former Florida State quarterback, really was wearing the repping the Y t-shirt. And it was a BYU fan that uh, gave him the shirt at Tyler... Uh, v. Purdue, I tweeted at him, and I said, hey, what's the story? And he said, said went to East Lansing, found Rosillo, gave him a shirt, told him he had to give the other two Cannell. Cannell gave shirt sizes to me uh, over Twitter last Wednesday. We were just hoping they'd give BYU a shout-out on their show. But Danny Cannell wore a rep in the Y shirt yesterday, which Well, that cool. was calculated, and I'm sure it had something to do with BYU beating Michigan State on Saturday. Had they lost? I don't know if he's wearing the rep in the Y t-shirt. No. <laughs> I mean, yes to your question. Question. <laughs> right. It's really cool, though, to see BYU represented. And whenever the, the helmet gets featured on Dan Patrick's show. Oh, yeah. Win and you get noticed. That's what happens. Now, did, did that win make a national splash? No, because Michigan State's struggling. Um, but for BYU fans, you know what's making a national splash? Jamal Williams. And we will break that down a lot coming up on the show today. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, led off by J-Swag Daddy Jamal Williams. He's getting more Heisman Publicity, not Doak Walker publicity, Heisman. Coming in at number seven in Fox Sports 1 analyst Joe Klatt's top eight Heisman list. Mm. More on his incredible start, as Jerem said, in just a few moments. On that list, by the way, all the teams have won or no losses. BYU's the only team, or Jamal Williams is on the only team in his list with three losses. So what BYU's doing with this schedule, which, by the way, is Sagarin rating, ninth toughest in the country. It matters. And the previous eight, seven of those eight have two or more losses, is significant. BYU defense coordinator Elias Tuiaki told coordinators corner yesterday, if linebacker Butch Pau does play Friday against Mississippi State, BYU will limit his reps. I just he's, hope Butch is back on the field. Yes, and he's banged up, man. But, but you can see the difference that Travis Tuiloma had in that Michigan State game with just 20, 25 reps. Get Butch ready for Boise State with a few reps against Mississippi State. Speaking of Boise State, the 2018 game with the Broncos and BYU has been moved from October 20th 
to November 3rd. And my initial reaction was, a compelling November game. I love it so much. Move it on back. Yeah. Give fans something to look forward to late in the season. And isn't 2018, I'll have to look it up, I believe uh, BYU and Utah play in 2018. In November in as November. well. In November. Or it. Is or that is that, right? the, is that the final game? If, if BYU can play compelling, more compelling games in November, even better, right? Because like the first 10 games right now are the ones that are like, hey, those are the games, right? Yeah, I, I believe that it's in November. Okay. I'm almost there. I'm just waiting for the Jeremy's looking up the 2018 <laughs> schedule right now after the move of it's Boise no- State to November 3rd. November 24th, so BYU would play Boise State at, at Boise State at UMass, Hawaii at home at Utah. Hawaii, Boise, and Utah in November. All right. Cool I see a lot that. of wins there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, and uh, if you didn't hear this, uh, Mitch Matthews signed with a practice squad uh, with the Cleveland Browns. So congrats to Mitch Matthews, who was on the, uh, the Chiefs during the summer and then was cut. Um, he was expected to make that practice squad, did not, but he's on the Brown practice squad, so that's great. Good for Mitch. Rock that in Cleveland, man. Hopefully there's a quarterback there that can throw you the ball. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Elite running back. Jamal Williams is pacing for some unprecedented numbers at BYU. He already holds the single-game rushing record. Thank you, Toledo, 286 yards. Only Toledo! And after Friday, will likely be the career-rushing leader in Provo. But what about just this single season? Are we in the midst of the best individual rushing season in BYU football history. Marinate on that and answer today's Twitter question. Would it be marinate in that? Are we the meat in the sauce of that question? That's my question for you. No, it would be marinate on that. On that? Yes. Mm, I still question him. Our Twitter question is, how do you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? Our first tweet, in at Dr. Payne DPT. Luke Staley-esque, circa 2001, hashtag beast mode. That's a fair comparison, and we will get into yes, the specifics absolutely. of what is happening now 15 years later after that Doak Walker Award-winning season by Luke Staley in 2001. Jamal Williams' efforts have earned him the attention of the nation, and I'm not talking about just the media. What we heard and we told you what Joel Clad of Fox is saying has him in his Heisman Top 8. ESPN's Trevor Maddich and Merrill Hodge have voiced their opinions Numerous times on this show, the hashtag Factorback Williams is now well on the draft radar of NFL scouts, too. This from today's pigskin via at Connor J. Rogers. The top running back prospect you haven't heard of, speaking of NFL prospects, is BYU football's Jamal Williams. And then quoting Connor Rogers, this dude runs so hard, reminds me of a young Matt Forte Williams now leading college football in missed tackles forced with 35. That's a lot. And I believe the majority of Jamal Williams' yards have come in uh, yards after contact situations, um, which, it, which is wild. Jamal Williams, we had this whole debate over elite, elite or not, <laughs> a bunch with Mitch Matthews. You know what? Jamal Williams right now in college football, he's an elite running back. And that is hard to argue against. He's fantastic right now. And the question is, is it, but is this the best yes. single season in BYU history? Because there have been some good ones. Yeah, what exactly are we witnessing? As Jerem just proposed, is this the best single season by any BYU running back? 
Let's discuss some specifics, starting with what happened 15 years ago and Luke Staley. Okay, I, am, I, I think that Luke Staley and what he did in 2001 is the best individual rushing season in BYU history. Can we just recap this for a moment, just to have some context? 1,582 yards in 11 games, by the way. In 11 games! Eight yards per carry, 24 rushing yards. He also added four TD catches. Those numbers will be hard to reproduce from Jamal. The yards, he could definitely pass. The touchdowns, he has 10 through 6, so he's pacing for 20, 22 touchdowns. So he could get close. The yards per carry, he'd have to crank it up because he's, what, at 6.2? To get to 8 would be significant, right? He'd have to have a great back 6. Yeah, he just needs to play Tulane and... Well, well, UMass and Southern Utah (laughs) and Utah State. How how much run is he going to get against those teams, though? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. and here's, here's what I think. What Jamal Williams has done through the first six games... Is this the best season in BYU history? He is pacing for what could be. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to do yards per carry and touchdowns per se, but the, um, the yards, absolutely, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Spender, Jamal Williams is on pace for 1730, 1,730 rush yards in the regular season. Whoa. That's so The record is Luke Daly, 1582. Ground. How about that? 1,730, because right now he is 866. 866. I mean, he could, he could top 1,000 in Game 7, which would be nuts. One thing that absolutely cannot be overlooked is the level of competition that oh. Jamal Williams is facing. Agreed. The fact that he has a shot to hit 1,000 yards rushing seven games <laughs> into the season. Against this schedule. When he's played Arizona. Utah, UCLA, West Virginia, Toledo, Michigan State, and Mississippi State this Friday is absolutely (laughs) ludicrous. No player in college football has faced six Power 5 teams in the first seven and coming close to what Jamal Williams is doing right now. There's a reason he's getting mad props from the nation's analysts and scouts. Now, you said that Luke Staley did it in 11 games. Super impressive. So what you have to look at is... Yards per game. They're within .5 of each other right now, and Jamal Williams is .5 ahead of Luke, which is pretty crazy. 144.3 per game for Jamal Williams to the 143.8 average that Luke Staley had in 2001. Which is bonkers. That's uncanny. That is unbelievable. (laughs) Because to me, Luke is the best running back BYU's ever had, And, and Jamal is challenging that. Jamal Williams is averaging 6.2 yards per attempt. Now, the one thing that I don't think will ever be touched is the eight yards eight, per carry. Dude, eight's nuts. Every time, eight yards. Oh, Luke, Okay, th- here's the thing. Luke was Taysom Hill at his best. Imagine Taysom Hill at his best as a running back. That was Luke Staley. Fair Pretty comparison. Awesome. Totally Jamal, fair comparison. Jamal Williams is a different kind of back, but what we are witnessing this season is awesome. And you're right, the schedule plays into it. What Jamal Williams has done against this schedule, more impressive than what Luke did against that schedule, per se. Let, let's see Jamal's stats at the end of the season, because we're just halfway through. I'm excited about this. And the running backs are down this year. Fournette, injured. McCaffrey, not the same. Dalvin Cook, good, right? Really good. Um, Derrick Henry, graduated. So you look at the guys that were there last year, it, it'd be awesome if Jamal Williams was just a finalist, let alone a winner. And, that, and that's kind of the thing that puts it over the edge for me. Is this the best season ever? Luke, State, like a running back from BYU won the Doak Walker? That's unbelievable. He was the best running back in college football in 2001. That's pr- like, is Jamal Williams the best running back in college football? 
we're starting to he's starting to creep into that conversation now nationally. It's going to take something special. It's going to take, you know, over 1700 yards and 20 plus touchdowns. Yeah, like like Tevin Coleman of Indiana last year ran for what? Like 1900 or something. You don't really know who he is. So there are guys who run for a bunch of yards who don't necessarily get noticed, who don't necessarily get even drafted high. Like Jamal Williams is making a push to get into these conversations and get on NFL scouts' radars to where maybe he could be drafted. I would say at this point he's like a seventh-round or free agent kind of guy at this point is my read on things. But if he keeps this up, he's going to be in a lot more conversations than he is now. I'll tell you that. He's about to pass Harvey Unga for the career rushing mark against Mississippi State on Friday night, and that could happen in the first half. It and could happen on the first run. <laughs> 64 yards? He's had – no one has more 50-plus yard runs nationally than Jamal Williams. He has three. So in the argument for Luke Staley is the yards per carry, the touchdowns, the fact that he won the Doak Walker Award. Those are pretty big ones. Okay. <laughs> but for Jamal Williams, yes. it's the level of competition, and you have to yeah. consider also that – he didn't have a 3,000-yard passer with him That's in the backfield. Right. Like Brandon Doman opened a lot of things up for Luke State. That was the nation's number one total offense, scoring and total offense, I believe. And, and this, this offense is Jamal Fence. We've nicknamed it that, right? It's been nicknamed by uh, BYU Sports Nation, the Jamal Fence. So defenses know that's what's going to happen because Taysom Hill's not throwing for 300. He's on pace for 2,500, 2,700 passing yards, which is way below the BYU standard, but... This team is good because they're doing it a different way. There are less plays. There's not as many yards. Yet Jamal Williams is racking them up. How would you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? I can give you one word, and we've said it a bunch of times. Jamal Fence. The (laughs) fact that we are saying Jamal Fence (laughs) says everything. Oh, and, and we never thought he would be here in 2016, too. So just soak this up. Enjoy this. Jamal Williams, uh, you know, left school, and it was like, what? And he wasn't there last year. How awesome is it that both Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams are back for this year, this schedule? At Educator Jones answers the Twitter question, not done yet. There's a lot of season left. Six regular True. season games True. and a bowl game. Coming up, we go between the lines with former Olympian Kate Hansen and BYU quarterback Max Hall joins us. But first, we welcome Uncle B back to Studio B. What did he think of BYU's performance on Saturday? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation, it's running right now like the Jamal Fence on Twitter. (laughs) Follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN. There's plenty of Jamal Fence to break down tonight on After Further Review at 7 Eastern Time. BYU and Michigan State also prepping for another MSU Mississippi State this weekend. So, Get set. I have really loved this schedule because every week when we do the AFR promo, I'm saying, this awesome game that BYU just played, and now this awesome opponent next week. And it goes that way all the way through week 10, which is sweet. Check it out after further review and answer today's Twitter question. How do you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 (laughs) characters or less? At Connor Crandall, too, says, Explosive, historic, and he's proving that he has matured and improved by so much compared to his freshman year. At Kimball Care, let's also remember that Luke did what he did in some of BYU's worst-looking uniforms. <laughs> Hashtag no swag daddy for Luke. A vote, a vote for Luke Staley. Yeah, with, nice, yes. nice tweet, Kimball. Well, well done. <laughs> Joining us now, a man who stars on After Further Review and is our dual threat analyst for college football and the quickly approaching college basketball season, but we're not going to talk about hoops today because BYU just beat Michigan State. Blaine Fowler, welcome back to Studio B. What's up, What's up guys? 
it's just, have we ever felt better about a three and three schedule at BYU no, in no, history? No. Nineteen forty one, I did. But other than that, I, <laughs> did they start three and three in forty one? I think they were three and three. Yeah, tough this, schedule. It's, it's, it's funny how the kind of schedule you play and and under and expectations about new offenses and new defenses and taking time that everybody was looking. Um, to see if they make progress and get better every week, and that's what we were all going to be happy with. And, man, they've just done that. They're just getting better every week. And so they're 3-3, three and three and we're all going, yes, this program is right where it needs to be. It's funny that you say that about 3-3 three and three because Ed Lamb, I was speaking with he and his wife uh, after the game in Lansing, and, and he, he said that verbatim. Three and three has never felt so good. And, and BYU's turned a corner here where they were one and three, and it was looking a little scary there against Toledo where you go, okay, if they don't get this one, a bowl game might be in question. Now the bowl game's not in question. It's Shouldn't be, are yeah. they going to get seven, eight, nine, if they ran the table, ten wins? Remember, remember what we said before the season started. We said, boy, if they could be three and three in those first you know, six, that'd be good. Four two, and four two. in the first and, and we said if we said four and two would be whoa, they're way ahead of schedule. So at one and three, we were going, man, they're not you know, if they're gonna be two and four, that's okay. That's okay. And then we said if they could get to seven wins, that would be what we would expect. Um, and it would be a good season. Eight would be wow, this is a really impressive season, and nine would be craziness. Who knows now? Nine. Who nine, knows? Nine would be craziness. Nine, there's a chance for nine. Ten would be crazy, but at, at boys. Ten State. including a bowl game. Yeah, no, we're yeah. talking including, including a bowl, a bowl game. Yeah. yeah, if if they get ten, then this That's, would be. You'd have to put this team up there with that '96 team that finished in the top ten. Whoa. With yeah, you'd have to because difficulty of schedule. Yeah, yeah. because the difficulty wow. of schedule with ten wins. Now, do we? I. That's going to be a. Tough one. Yeah, but, I'll, t- I'll take eight or nine. But, but I'll take eight or nine. If they get to eight or nine, I'm going to go, wow, this was a phenomenal year, and it sets them up for unbelievable success moving forward. So they're right, they're right on schedule. In fact, they're ahead of schedule, really, because of the way they've played. This three and three is a good three and three because we just keep watching them get better every week, especially up front. And, and that's the thing. When Ty Detmer came in, he and I talked for a long time, just one-on-one, about what he wanted to do. And he said, hey, people have to un- you know, understand, they're going to understand, that the reason we threw it 55 times a game back in the day is because of matchups. Teams were huge on defense and physical and built to stop the run. And so he said, so we said, well, you know what, we're going to do what they're not set up to do. We're going to throw it all over the place and run great routes. He says, now teams are set up to defend the spread. Linebackers are faster and quicker. He says, what can we recruit? Big physical people where we can manhandle people and be balanced. That's what we need to do. That's going to be our differential advantage. And I'm watching him mold this thing into exactly what he told me he was going to. That's what's impressive. Hmm. Star power generally associates with really good teams, and BYU has an absolute star in Jamal Williams. He's been the focus of our conversation today and a ton of fun to watch this year. Our Twitter question is, how would you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? So I'm not going to hold you to 140 characters, but how no, would we'll, No, we'll count. <laughs> Let's, uh, could somebody go one, how, two? Yeah, you how like, would you sum it up? You like the count. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I, explosive, physical, um, and I don't know the word to describe what he brings to the psyche of, of this offense. He, mm-hmm. he just has an impact on everybody around him with his attitude and the way he plays. He makes everybody better because his enthusiasm about the game and the physical, aggressive nature that he plays with, it carries over. And other guys 
start to do it too, and it's contagious. And this offensive line, he's been so good about recognizing them after every game. When he has a phenomenal game, the first thing he says is, man, this is those guys up front are getting it done, and the tight ends are blocking, and the receivers are blocking downfield. So they just want to continue to do it. They want to show everybody how good this guy is. They're all on board, and, and that's something special that Jamal has that not every back ha- has. He's completely unselfish, and he raises the level of everyone around him. That's a special back. That's the kind of guy you want on your NFL roster. And it seems like BYU has continued to get better, especially, like you said, on the offensive line. You could argue, okay, you kind of just are what you are and you do what you do. But that's not the case with this offensive line. How are they better in games four, five, and six? It's, I think part of it is they were learning a completely new scheme to start the season. And remember, the five guys that are starting right now were not, not one of them's in the position that Mike Empey and this group thought they would be in when they came out of spring ball. In the summer when they were making plans, they thought they had Wilcox. They thought Lapawahu was going to be healthy. They thought they had Kyle Johnson. They, they, they were Parker pro- Dot center. They, they were projecting Idy to be a guard, which in the NFL is what they're still projecting him to be. And he's playing left tackle. And they were, you know, Norman was probably going to be a backup. And man, how has he played? And Karoma, they didn't know about Karoma. He wasn't even in his spring ball. And the work that Tijon put in the offseason was impressive. And the way he bought in in the fall was impressive. So there's starting with five guys that aren't the five guys they thought were going to be there in the positions they're in. And so there was this learning curve. And at first you could see they wanted to be physical, but they were thinking. And now over the course of the season, they've gotten to the point where now they know exactly what they're supposed to do, and they're unbelievably aggressive. So they're smacking people in the face, and they're getting off co-op double teams and getting downfield and getting to linebackers, and they're getting on safeties. And, and Ben Cahoon has this receiver core blocking like crazy. And, and Steve Clark has the tight end group. We watch Baldry. We talk about his catches, but the way he's blocking is fantastic. And so I think it's a product of them understanding now. And now they don't have to think about what they're doing. Now they're just reacting. And now they're going out and smacking people. And so it's, it's all coming together. And the fact that they're doing it with guys that they didn't know we we're going to be the guys is even more impressive. And I tweeted out yesterday, Mike Empey um, has been back-to-back offensive line coach of the week for one of the big national coaching sites because I think people recognize what they're getting done um, and they're fitting into what they want to do offensively. So I'm telling you, Michigan State is younger this year. It's a reload year for them, but they have great talent up front. And BYU manhandled them up front. They beat a Big Ten power at their own stinking game. It was impressive. Yeah, it was. And what did we hear the week before from Toledo's coach? They remind me of a Big Ten team, and they play Big Ten teams. <laughs> and, and that's what ties building. And you could argue who's better, the Big Ten or the SEC. I think the SEC is deeper, but at the top, the Big Ten may be, you know, you got Alabama in the SEC, and you got Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. That's a great league. So if people tell you that you remind them of the good teams in that league, that's a, good, that's a great compliment. That is a huge compliment. Now BYU has an SEC team and another team that's – on the fritz a little bit, Mississippi State um, lined open up at four. It's now up to seven, by the way, for BYU. Uh, what do you think of the matchup with the Bulldogs? So this is interesting because BYU keeps going back and forth, and I love the fact that they've shown they can play at different styles and still stay in the game. So this team reminds me more of West Virginia uh, than they do. That's probably, of all the teams they've played, the team they remind me of most. Mm. And remember, this was a game that was a high-scoring up-and-down-the-field game. You hope that BYU learns some things defensively to maybe slow that 
type of offense down a little bit. And offensively, in that second half is when I really felt like the, the light bulb came on for BYU against West Virginia. And these athletes on defense remind me of the West Virginia athletes on defense. So I think BYU is going to continue to run the football. West, you know, Mississippi State is going to come and play at altitude on a short week against an offense with a lot of confidence right now. And, and I think the defense is going to do a better job than they did against West Virginia. And that's why all of the national line setters are saying, yeah, BYU is the favorite here. Do you have any concerns about, and I'm talking major concerns, about the fact that Travis Tuiloma is still not 100%, Butch Pau still has the sprained MCL, and we don't know what's happening with Troy Warner, who has been uh, out with that hamstring situation for a while. Yeah, and hamstring's a touchy thing because that's just kind of day-to-day. Like he could, he could all of a sudden one day go, you know what? It doesn't feel tight anymore, and it feels great, and he could play. The young guys are getting a lot of experience. I really like the way Diane Lake has been playing. I think he's getting better every week. And so they're developing depth there. So when Troy does come back, which could be this week, they're, they're better off there because they have a lot of talent and they can play with, and they've been playing a lot of freshmen at corner. You know? And so um, Butch is <laughs> – He's the biggest loss over there because he is such an instinctive downhill player. And like Jamal on offense, he sets the tone because he just smacks people around with a gigantic smile on his face. And he keeps coming downhill and just blowing up people. And everybody wants to get in on the act. So I think they miss his presence over there. Um, but, but last week, I thought they took a step forward without him. Butch might play this week. So I... It, it, you know he's iffy, so I do think he'll play by Boise State with the injury that he has. Uh, but there's a chance he could play this week. Travis played more snaps last week and was more effective in my mind. I watched him specifically to see. So he's coming along. His conditioning's getting there. It's hard to simulate. You know, you can do all the work in the training room, right? And you can say, "Hey, I'm 100% ready to go." But there's a difference between doing that and then getting in there and just fighting hosses that weigh 330 pounds for 60 snaps in a game. So he's, he's not quite ready for that, but I think he's ready for 30 snaps or more. And he was very effective in the snaps he played last week. So I think they're okay on the, on the offensive or defensive front. What can we expect tonight on, uh, after further review? Well, we're going we're gonna to go review that, that uh, game from last week, and you're going to see us point out a lot of really good um, plays up front and the things that they did well up front uh, on the offensive side and the defense. We're going to show you where they made a lot of progress. And, of course, we're going to take a few plays where they can do some things from a, um, a technique perspective to get better. Brian and, and Dave Nixon do a great job with that, especially on the defensive side, of helping us all understand better how technique can make you better. Um, and the fun thing is the things we're talking about, we're watching them get better at every week. So it seems That's like awesome. we, we talk about something last week and go, man, they can do better here. Those coaches see the same things. They're breaking down the same film, and we watch them get better every week. That's, that's impressive. That's good coaching. Blaine Fowler on display tonight, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain on BYU TV with the rest of the guys on After Further Review. Thanks for the time, Blaine. You bet, guys. Twitter question today, how do you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? At BYU Baller 10 says, in all caps, scary for defenses. Especially approaching uh, Halloween. Uh, look out, Boise State, Mississippi at, State. At Boucha 31 says, GOAT! <laughs> Ooh, up for debate. <laughs> Coming up, more for you from Between the Lines. But first, the winningest quarterback in BYU history, Max Hall, joins us. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, check out today, uh, the second and final day because of a short week. We'll be live on Facebook Live, uh, facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports. Media availability after practice coming up here in about 40 minutes. Uh, we'll recap it. 
Uh, we'll take your questions. We'll also uh, be live uh, with different interviews on Facebook from the coaches and players made available. Check it out. Coming up in about 40 minutes on Facebook. We just spoke with Blaine Fowler. Download the podcast to hear that conversation. And he brought up some great points about the BYU offensive line and the major facelift that they had to undertake in the offseason and how they have learned and why they are getting better. Also watch After Further Review tonight with Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann, Brian Logan, and David Nixon. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Jamal Williams is no joke getting some Heisman publicity coming in at number seven in Fox Sports analyst Joel Klatt's top eight Heisman list. We will have much more on Jamal Williams in the coming days, in I am sure. In the coming sure. weeks and years. How about that? Goodness. UA defensive coordinator Elias Tuiaki told coordinators corner yesterday if linebacker Butch Pau plays in Friday's game versus Mississippi State, BYU will limit his reps. He has a sprained MCL. Boise State announced the 2018 game with BYU in Boise has moved from October 20th to November 3rd. More compelling matchups in November. And Mitch Matthews signed with the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Congrats to, uh, to uh, Mitch Matthews. And this just in, the women's soccer uh, team has dropped to number 8 in the NSCA poll. So still top 10, but after a tie win and a loss in the last three, uh, they are number 8. Number four in the RPI as well. So when you're top yep. 10 in RPI and rankings, still in hey, very good shape. Awesome. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the winningest quarterback in BYU football history, Max Hall. Max, nice to have you on the show, man. Hey, guys, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. Hey, we just want to discuss some dancing abilities of the current BYU football coaching staff, specifically <laughs> Ty Detmer. How, how would you rate his dancing skills? Listen, I was... Uh, when I saw the first video of uh, Coach Sataki dancing, it fired me up. But the first thought that came to my head is, where's Detmer? <laughs> and then another video came out. Another video came out of, of Ty doing his, doing his dance, whatever you call that. What is it? The Macarena? The Macarena. Yeah. Hey, and I, it, it just made my day. So it, it was the best <laughs> thing I've seen in a long time. Is he a better dancer or play caller at this point? <laughs> hey, you, you know, it's kind of close, but I'm still going to give him the play calling as uh, being better at it. There was a lot of celebration after that win, and it was deserved. That's a big win at Michigan State. Um, give us an idea of what kind of celebrations you guys had, say, after the Oklahoma win in 09. Not as much dancing, uh, but probably just as much, uh, you know, high fives and hugs and just overall, you know, excitement. Anytime you, you have a big win like that, it's so good for the program. It's good for morale for the team. Uh, gives you more confidence, and so – Man, I was watching that game. I was so happy the way BYU played and pulled that off. But there's nothing better than winning a big game like that, and it deserves celebration. BYU now 3-3 three and three through the first six, and back-to-back wins against Toledo. They put up 55, and then they beat Michigan State in East Lansing by 17. At this point, what do you think of BYU football at the midway part of the season? I love it. I love, I love where they're at, and I, I know they struggled a little bit in their first uh, – for three games or so, but um, I love the direction on where they're going. I think they get better every week. Um, I'm, I'm excited every week to watch the games and to see what's going to happen next and to see the improvement. But on an offensive standpoint, I think things are starting to click. They got the run game going, and I think Taysom's getting more comfortable in that offense. And so I'm, I'm very excited for the, the second half of this season and uh, kind of the outcome of what's going to happen. 
He went 6-3 and three against Power 5 teams, which is very impressive. Uh, Taysom Hill has faced more than anyone else in BYU history uh, in independence. He's 7-8 and eight when the, through the 15 games. Give us an idea of the difference between playing, a, say, a, a Power 5 and a non-Power 5. And I know not all Power 5 is created equal, but it is kind of a bigger game. Oh, absolutely, it's a bigger game. You know, I, I only got to play in two, maybe three of those games a season. And uh, lately, BYU is getting five, six of those games, you know, a year. I don't know exactly what it is, but they're getting to play big-time teams the whole way through their schedule, which makes it a lot tougher. For me, when I was there, having the two games against top teams and then, you know, maybe TCU or Utah being, being a top-ranked team, as you really get up for those games, you prepare harder, you focus more on it. But um, you also BYU also seems most of the time to rise to the occasion during uh, – against those teams and I, I know I kind of know my crew did and uh, there's just kind of a different level of focus when you get ready for it. Max Hall with us winning us quarterback in BYU football history joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Max you mentioned Taysom Hill and his progression in the offense and you feel like he's more comfortable now through six games. What specifically are you watching and looking for that gives you that impression that he is feeling more comfortable? Um, man, man th- there's a few things. Uh, decision-making, obviously. I-, I, think, I think his decision-making has been good. I just think his, his timing and the rhythm, and, you know, he's, he's missed some, some throws downfield that, that he's either overthrown or, or didn't quite connect on. And, um, but I think he's just settling down. I think that might be a little bit of nerves, uh, excitement, kind of everything going on. He's settling down. He seems calm. He seems comfortable. Uh, not much seems to, like, uh, affect him or uh, razzle him too much. Uh, he just kind of stays in there, makes his reads. And then, especially in the last couple of days, I love how he's completing balls down the field. In a pro-style offense, you've got to be able to make reads and complete the ball past 10 yards down the field. And he's showing that he can do that, and he's getting more confidence doing it. It took us like five minutes to get to Jamal Williams somehow, so uh, let's talk about Jamal. <laughs> what, what he's doing is unbelievable. What are you seeing from Jamal Williams, Max? Wait, who, which one, who's Jamal? Which one's Jamal? Uh, Jamal's number 21. <laughs> oh, okay. No, hey, I love that kid. I, I love him. He, he's, a, he's not only a great football player, he's a, he's a great, great friend, great human being, and I couldn't be more happier for him, but th- there's – uh, in my opinion, Jamal's on another level, um, and you can tell that when you watch guys play. There's certain players on the field that you're just like, man, that guy stands out. He's on another level, and Jamal's one of those guys. What I love about Jamal, I love his attitude when he plays the game. I love how he almost plays um, like he's mad, like, like really aggressive. Like when he gets the ball in his hands, it's full speed. He not only can make a move and get to the edge, but he's also not afraid to put his shoulder down and run and be aggressive. And I know this might be a stretch, but I compare him a little bit to Adrian Peterson in the style in which he runs the ball. Max Hall with us on BYU Sports Nation. You played with a very good running back for three years, Harvey Unga, and uh, he was your feature back. We're probably going to see Jamal Williams pass his career number on Friday night. What do you think that means to Jamal to become BYU's all-time leading rusher. And you talked to Harvey. What does Harvey think about all this? You know, it's absolutely amazing that, that Jamal's uh, chasing that record and probably going to get it this season. You know, Harvey, in my opinion, still is going to be one of the best uh, running backs to remember it in BYU history. And having the chance to play with that guy for three years was 
unbelievable. And why Harvey was special is he was he was not only his size and the ability to run over people, but he had really good feet for how big he was, and he could catch the ball and break linebackers down out of the backfield. So he was so diverse in what he did. And uh, to be honest with you, I haven't I haven't really talked to Harvey about uh, Jamal maybe breaking that record, but knowing him. I'm sure he couldn't be more happier for, for Jamal and supporting him. And uh, I don't see Harvey as being a selfish guy and, and being upset that he's breaking that record. Harvey's a good dude. Max, give us an idea of what it's like to be the quarterback knowing you have a running back like Harvey Yunga or a Jamal Williams behind you. It just gives you more confidence. It doesn't put as much pressure on you to have to, um, you know, complete the ball or always trying to convert third and longs or whatever is. You know, if you have a consistent, reliable running back, you know, like a, a guy like Harvey or Jamal, it, it just it takes the pressure off of you because it's, it's easy to hand the ball to those guys and let them go to work and uh, get first downs for you and move the ball down the field, which just opens things up in the pass game. And so it's, it's a huge component of it. And um, I'm sure Taysom's loving having Jamal playing with him right now. Max, I'm not sure how we bury this question, but how's the offense going at American Leadership Academy since uh, you've taken over as the offensive coordinator? I think I'm the best offensive coordinator in high school football history. (laughs) (laughs) How's how's the season going for you guys? No, it's it's going fantastic. We have a good football team. I got some good players on the team. Um, We're 6-1 right now. Uh, We're number two in our division, so um, we're doing good. Uh, I lost my starting quarterback. He broke his collarbone in game two of the season. But I'm going to get him. We have a bye this week, and I get him back next week. And uh, um excited to get him back and kind of do some things with him. But my, my BYU commit, Donovan Hanna, is having a great season. Uh, no one can really guard him. We're getting the ball a lot. And so it, it's fun, man. We have a good team. Offense is rolling. Our defense plays well. So I think we have a shot to go in a state championship this year you look bigger as in stronger have you added muscle since your playing days um yeah um it's different muscle though you know it's beach muscle so i'm not <laughs> training for performance you know i'm just training for looks yeah that, that's it, spencer it, and i are in that same boat bro <laughs> hey i see it i see it in your guys show i see i see the gains you guys are making for sure <laughs> Uh, we need to you have know, you on. We need to have you on more often, Max. <laughs> yeah, what's the deal? I want to be in studio with you guys. <laughs> just get, I'll, just get uh, ALA to come up here sometime. <laughs> exactly, but don't ask me to button my top button. I remember <laughs> hey, I talked hey! something with Dennis, and you guys were buttoning your top button. No, no, it's just Jerem. Thing going on. It's just Jerem, Max. I've been fighting that battle for a long time. Yeah, Dennis knows well, what's up, I, Max. I don't, I don't get it. I might have to flex my neck and pop that top button. Like that. <laughs> That's a lot of game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know um, I would love to come in there and be with you guys, but, I mean, you guys are fun, dude. Anytime you guys want me on. Fantastic awesome. stuff. Max, it's great to talk to you. Uh, we wish you the best in everything you have going on. Good luck getting to, uh, hopefully, a state championship with American Leadership Academy, and uh, we hope all things are going well for you, man. Yeah, man, things are going really good. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. You got it. Max Hall joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That crew from like 07 to 09, hard to beat, right? Personality, success on the field, uh, the NFL guys, awesome, right? Think about that. Dennis Pitta, Max Hall, Austin Colley, Harvey Uma. They all played together. 
David Nixon. I, I still wake up in the middle of the night wishing one of those teams had made a BCS game. Oh, so close. Those teams were really, but it was, really good. It was so fun. BYU's never had more wins in that four-year span, 06, 09. Did you know that? Crazy, right? I love that we asked him about Jamal Williams. Who's, who's that who, one? Who, who's that guy? Which, which guy? <laughs> <laughs> up next, women's volleyball. Moving up in the polls. Soccer takes a drop. But first, we hear from you as BYU Sports Nation goes between the lines. Hey, Hanson! BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Fantastic show going today. Which, which one's Jamal Williams again? We just spoke with Max Hall, who asked <laughs> us that question in jest. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you happen to miss this show or any episode of BYU Sports Nation live, how dare you! But you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. My favorite thing is when someone's like, oh, I didn't catch a show. Like, I, I work, you know, at 10 a.m. I'm like, there's a rebroadcast for you, 6 Eastern. And they're like, oh, I, um, shoot, I had dinner. I was like, there's a podcast. <laughs> like, there's literally no reason. You, it's on demand. It's you on demand. Li- you can literally watch it any time you I, want. I listened to Colin Cowherd, like, a week later. Like, whatever. Come on, man. No excuses. Hey, check out uh, After Further Review tonight, 7 Eastern time. You can watch this uh, tonight at 7 or tomorrow. Uh, at 1 Eastern, or on the BYU TV DVR. You can check it out. So tonight, 7 Eastern, the guys break down Michigan State and prep you for Mississippi State. Fantastic stuff. How do you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? That 86 W.I. Coog says, so far it's been Jamal-listic, <laughs> swagalicious, Willie Amandus, linebackers <laughs> and defensive backs are being Jamal Jamal'd, M-A-U-L. Yeah. yeah, that's the new one. As he brought beast mode to Provo. Jamal'd. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. Isn't it awesome when someone else is awesome and we just ride the coattails of awesome? Yes. yes. Tuesday, we are, well, right now, we are also going to ride the coattails of awesome again with uh, one of the newest segments on BYU Sports Nation every Tuesday, hosted by... Former Olympian, Kate Hansen. It's an inside look at all things BYU sports, and it's coming your way right now. We're going between the lines. What up, guys? My name's Kate Hansen, and I'm here with your BYU Inside Scoop. Let's go between the lines. Now, as all BYU fans, there was so much that happened this weekend. A, BYU football put a smackdown on Michigan State. B, BYU volleyball swept Pacific, and C, Jamal Fins continued with, with his 163 yards and two touchdowns. He's absolutely killing it. Now, for those of you guys that are a little too cool to watch BYU sports, let's catch you up. Here are your In Case You Missed It headlines. So I hope you were watching this football game because there was this fan going absolutely insane. She had her BYU blanket swinging it around in everyone's face, and clearly the Michigan State fans were so bugged with her. But she could have cared less. So we were watching her thinking, wait, do we know this lady? And then we realized, oh, Harvey Longy and his mom Mama Longy, we love you, and we need to see you at every game. So during the third quarter, apparently the Macarena was playing in the stadium, and Taysom Hill asked Ty Detmer that he wanted to see him dance. Well, Ty replied that if they got the W, that he would throw down for him. So guess what? He's a man of his word. Ty wasn't the only one throwing down because guess what? Kalani's got moves and it wasn't the Macarena this time. Check this one out. (laughs) 
we sent out a Twitter question asking you to caption this using BYU BTL, hashtag BYU BTL. You guys sent out some pretty good stuff. So we took your captions and put them to some memes, and we'll show you a few of what we got. So our first one is of Jake Oldroyd, and it's on his freshman football picture day. He's wearing everything except for his shoes. It's pretty hilarious. At B Royal Blue Coog, he said, Jake, where are your shoes? And he replied, my mom is bringing them. Yes, Jake, I know we're throwing shots, but we love you for those green shoes and for that game opener that you pulled out for us. And also, congrats on the mission call. For our second picture, we have Mitch Jurgens with Rhett Allman, and it was right after they kicked this, the game winner against West Virginia. And at the Real Guys of US, he said, I love you this much. But personally, I think I would have gone with the Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. But that's just me. I'll keep in my opinions to myself. Now for our last one, we have Taysom Hill coming into the end zone against Michigan State with his arms just stretched wide open. And it was KW Jasmine that said, walking out of a class on Friday like. And we all know that feeling. Don't lie if you know what I'm talking about. We had an honorable mention for this one, though, at Otis Henson saying, the knee brace, it's just a show. Thank you guys for tuning in this time around on Tuesdays. Make sure you check out hashtag BYUBTL and at BYU underscore BTL. Thanks for tuning in. Stay on Twitter. Check out what we're throwing out. Take it away, guys. Kate Hansen bringing it in her own way. Oh, I love it. If somebody can understand dance moves, it's Kate Hansen. Yeah, Yeah. when Beyonce and uh, Barack know who you are, (laughs) boom. Fantastic stuff. I can't help but smile every time I see the locker room video. It's it's hilarious. And the fact that Kenneth from 30 Rock, a.k.a. Ty Detmer, a.k.a. Cotton Eye Joe, is the one doing the Macarena. (laughs) <laughs> Jamal Williams has his phone. He's like, this is awesome. This is Everybody, awesome. Everybody, see how many phones are in yeah. the background? They're like, I got to record Micah this. Micah Hanneman has his helmet on. I'm like, dude, you're going to hurt somebody, man. <laughs> didn't You talked to Harvey Long's mom, didn't you? After? I met her after the game. She gave me a big bear hug. And, uh, oh, she's she's a nut, but she is an elite fan. In a good way, sure. right? Oh, That's my awesome. gosh. That's awesome. She is so great. Our Twitter question today. Well, in fact, let's just go to the Twitter machine, shall we? Tweet, tweet. How do you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? At WD Heath 40, movie trailer voice. Okay, hit the music. There was a force to be reckoned with. So can it. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be tamed. Jamal Williams is Doke Walker. Oh, yeah, let's go. Boom. Isn't hey. it Doak Walker? <laughs> that may have happened on this air like six years ago. One of the students did a story and said, Doak Walker. <laughs> what? To their, to, to their defense, it is spelled D-O-A-K. After that, I said, I'm now watching every story that airs on True Blue before it airs. <laughs> that was the genesis of... Doak Walker I don't know that? why it wasn't before that. Come on. Doak Walker! <laughs> Jamal Williams. At CarterJA92 answers the Twitter question. Jamal's like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going and going. If the Energizer Bunny had a grill. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Jamal wears a mouthpiece of the grill. Both Great. men's and women's teams doing work. That's part of the Cougar Whip Around. Next. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's do this. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. All right, Leroy. Jamal Williams is getting some Heisman Pub coming in at number seven in Fox Sports One analyst Joel Klatt's top eight Heisman list. He was awesome the first six games. What's in store the last six? 
Friday night, next chapter. BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki told Coordinator's Corner if linebacker Butch Pau plays in Friday's game against the Bulldogs, BYU will limit his reps. And Boise State announced the 2018 game with Brigham in Boise. It was moved from October 20th to November 3rd. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews has signed with the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Yeah. As of yesterday, hashtag I'm thinking of a word that starts with E. Get out of here. Volleyball. You moved up two slots or spots to number 11 in the ABCA coaches poll yesterday. The Cougars play at Portland on Thursday before a Saturday matchup with Gonzaga. Golf. Men's golf playing at the Alistair McKenzie Invitational, currently in seventh place with a team score of 17 under par. 17 under par? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Women's golf's at the Pat Lesser Harbottle Invitational. They're in third place, currently at 21 over. That is a very different score. Soccer. After dropping a game to number 19, Pepperdine one nothing via a penalty kick. BYU dropped three spots to number eight in the latest NSCAA rankings that were released during today's show. Hey, future guest Cameron Jensen, the general. He'll join us coming up Thursday as well as Mike Littlewood. And by the way, we will be live from the BYU store, the official outfitter of all of BYU fans everywhere, coming up Thursday. So if you want to come hang out, come hang out. Uh, and then Friday, we'll be live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We haven't talked to Cam Jensen in a long time. I know. I almost feel like I need eye black when I talk to him. It's like, let's musk up. Let's go. Dude, he's, he's one of the greatest. He is one of the greatest to ever put on a BYU uniform for a lot of reasons. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Take care of business, Jerem. Robert Bowlesby. Okay. Well, we've got that out of the way. <laughs> Is it October 17th yet? Next Monday. <laughs> How do you best sum up Jamal Williams' year in 140 characters or less? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Or the elite tweet. <laughs> or the elite tweet of the day. Because we have 24 seconds. At CPA Coog, swag came, swag saw, swag, swag conquered. conquered. That's good. That's good. Thanks That's to Blaine good. Fowler, Max Hall. They were great. Everyone on our crew. Conversations 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Get that podcast for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Chris Redding. BYU Sports Nation will be back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Baller!